<laughs> Good morning, Delaware. Hi. 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 Hey, how, how are we doing? Okay. We got we got Mark yeah, on the board morning. today. Is it like a belated April Fool's today? Is yeah, that really. <laughs> is that what's happening? You can tell when Mark's on the board, everything's all screwy. <laughs> what's happening? Is my intro done yet? Um, good morning. Yes, Welcome. Is. This is Off the Shelf with Delaware mm-hmm. County District Library. But this is not the energy that we give. We don't give NPR energy. We give WDLR energy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we can go, right. yes, hello. Where we go, hey, baby, what's up? Okay. <laughs> and this show's already in turning a different direction. <laughs> you never know. You so never what know. what happens when Gage isn't here? Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, that is the voice of my lovely co-host, Molly myers Labady, Deputy Director of the Delaware County District Library. Good, Good morning. morning, everyone. Hello, hello. Our guest this morning is Ms. Karen Cowan, the president of the illustrious Friends of the Delaware County District Library. Best friends group ever for the best library ever. Yes. <laughs> best ever for the best. Best of the mm-hmm. best. Yes. Don't best, mess with best. success. There we go. Good now morning. I feel like getting best into like every sentence I say because they're the best. Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> well, on this beautiful Friday morning, um, happy. Well, there's so many things to celebrate. Happy Good Friday if you celebrate. It's not raining. Happy not raining if you celebrate. <laughs> it's not raining. <laughs> yes. Happy, I think we're in Passover, Ramadan. I mean, there are mm-hmm. just so many things happening. So I hope it's that you're It's a great time of celebration. A wonderful day. Mm-hmm. And spring. And spring. And, spring. and flowers. Goodness. All of these wonderful <laughs> things. Well, as we always begin our program, we like to talk a little bit about books. Books. Molly, I hear you have a, maybe not like... What not my normal would topic, fun, but you said but it, it is was fun. fun. Yeah. So what yes. are you reading? So I am reading a book about economy, the economy. Wow. I Go know. <laughs> I am pretty random in my readings. If you all haven't figured that out yet, it's either like pure romance or economy. There we go. So I have picked a <laughs> book this time that's been on my list forever. I meant to read it when it came out in 2020 when most people read it. It's called Post Corona. From Crisis to Opportunity by Scott Galloway. And Scott, one, he has a really good voice. He's one of those nonfiction writers who makes it entertaining. He has a good sense of humor. He's also pretty humble. He talks in this book a lot about where he's been wrong in his economic predictions. And I think a really good economist is aware that they're not going to get it right. It's about guessing, right? Sure. So this book was written during... The lock, the time we were all home, work from home was big, the economy was changing, and he was trying to predict what we were going to come out like. Talking about the work from home shift, his idea, though, is that not that COVID changed us, but that it accelerated a change that was already coming in society. Oh, sure. And I think he really was onto something, and a lot of his facts have proven true, but reading this in 2023 versus when everybody else read it in 2020 or 2021... Mm-hmm. Is really interesting because some of the things that he thought was going to tank has not tanked. Some of the things that he thought was going to go to the top has not. Mm -hmm. And some of them have done better than he expected. Mm -hmm. So this is a real sort of, are we all work from home? Well, we've definitely become sort of a hybrid. Some of us can't. If you work in a public library, we we serve people. We look at people. So I go into work every day. But I have sisters who will never return five days a week. Um, you know, the interesting thing is I read this book. I was fascinated the whole time. I don't yeah. really follow the stocks and things. So I was like, yeah, Amazon stocks. Go, Scott. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> 
But then when I was done, I was sort of like, so has anybody evaluated this recently? And the cool thing is if you read post-corona, then Google and look up Scott's webpage, which is profgalloway.com, because he wrote an article last or this February, so just a couple months ago, called Post-Post-Corona, oh, neat. where he judges his own book. Oh, that's cool. And he talks about what he got right, what he got wrong, where his expectations. He really thought we were going to prioritize schools. And he saw the struggles we were going to have with them. But some of his guesses with the schools were a little off. Mm -hmm. He talked about where we are with education. He has charts on there that shows like Exxon, you know, really dropped during COVID. We weren't driving. Mm Mm-hmm. And Zoom really went high, right? Mm -hmm. He shows where it has flopped back the other way. Yeah. (laughs) So he's like, lots of charts, lots of um, diagrams that are nice for those of us who don't read economy. I was entertained this whole book. I did it on audio. And you actually, if you go to his website, can listen to him read his articles. You don't actually have to read economy yourself. And so I could knit and do other things. But for someone who doesn't read economic books, trust me, it's going to be a long time. I think my last one was Freakonomics. How many years ago was that written? (laughs) Right. Um, This is an easy one to kind of read, to kind of get an idea of what's happening in the world of economics, how it works. And again, I really like his sense of humor, how humble he is, that he admits he's wrong in things, Mm -hmm. and kind of introduces to us how our world is changing and looking at it. Not through our own individual lives, but that bigger picture going on. I think it's a good point that you mentioned that you listened to an audiobook mm-hmm. because I have found that when I listen to nonfiction in audio, it helps me understand. Also, that's my learning style, yeah. but it helps me understand so much better because then I don't have to have my mind trip over the big words. I just mm-hmm. let somebody else say them. And I also don't like get the glassy eyed, like what is happening. It's just the reader adds just a, like a better layer to it so that my understanding is, you know, coming in a little bit better. So let me impress you with my mother's reading. When she's got a book club, which she does like 5,000 of them, I can't keep up, Mom. I can't keep up with your reading. (laughs) She will have the book in front of her, listen to the audio. I've done that too. And take notes yeah. so she shows up yeah. prepared to so the book many club. different styles and of I'm learning like, all at once i'm kind of skimming it while i drive down the road hoping i remember what happened in the last you know sentence yep no you less chapter can't, you can't underline audio no you underlining can't take the yellow Hard. magic marker and she, across it. she has like five or six book clubs a month yeah. Uh, wow. And then Impressive. she's every book, she's like, Molly, you really should read this one. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. And I'm like, I barely show up to the radio show with anything to talk about. Please stop. <laughs> well, Karen, how yes. is your reading life these days? Do you oh. have anything that you've picked up lately that you love? Um, so, as you all know, we have moved into our Liberty Library. Yes. And yes. Our new headquarters are there. And the way we have that set up, we can do book sales. I'll talk more about this later. I was going to say, we're we going to do book sales. Sneak preview. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um, so we have shelves that have alphabetical order for our fiction books rather than boxes that do fiction and nonfiction and sometimes <laughs> don't know the difference. Good luck. <laughs> so we're putting books on the shelves, the first books we put on the shelves. And I'm just kind of shelving and I'm looking. And under the F's, I see about six or seven books by Dick Francis. Now, uh-huh. if you don't know Dick Francis, he's a writer from London, from England, who talks about steeplechase racing, which I had no idea what it is. But I've been reading this guy for years. And I, first of all, see all of those books together in the Fs on our shelves, which made me That's so yeah, happy. Yeah, makes your heart happy. And so I said to the people there, 
I'm going to take I'm going to take these. And they said, don't take all of them. So I took some of them home and binge read <laughs> Dick Francis. Oh, and I then I brought this. them back and took the rest of them home. Aww. I'm in the process of binge, re- binge reading Dick Francis. I, I love him. I love the way he writes. Um, and it's about things I don't know anything about. So it's kind of fun to learn about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was a jockey. And then he became a best-selling author. So wow. he knows of which he talks. He's passed away. I think his mm-hmm. son has taken over writing some of his books but um, if you want to do a binge read, I did three books in a weekend. Goodness. Oh, and that. I'm on, like, number seven right now, so I'm exhausting my supply at the You and Mom need to do a book club. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was, like, in heaven, and, I'm, and I ran out, and I said, I need to go back and get more. I have a whole bunch of books waiting to read, but I'm like, I'm going to finish these Dick Francis books, and they're really good. So if you want something that's not going to take a lot of energy to read but are good reads and you're going to learn something, Dick Francis any of his books. They're murder mysteries. He's got 42 of them, I wow. think. Wow. Some of them are Goodness. recurring characters. Some of them aren't. He talks about things like transporting horses. And this is a story about transporting horses and trucks. Like, seriously? That yeah. could be a story? It is. Yeah. So he does a lot of really cool things. And that's what I'm reading because I didn't have the energy to read anything like economics. But I am going to tell my a really fun one. I'm going to tell my grandson about that. He's graduating with a degree in economics from yes. Ohio State. Well, well and it'll be idea. interesting. I'd love to hear his, his will, take on that. I will. And I, I keep, love hearing people who yeah. know it versus me being like, thank you for talking about the word economics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is fun. Well, those are those, those, that's a great review. I, I am excited to uh, to look up his, his you know, Home of writing. They're in the library. <laughs> yeah. Lots of them. And the friend's room. Lots of them. Right. I have a feeling, Dick Francis, you can also get on Hoopla oh, I bet and you Libby. Could. I bet you could. Libby. Oh, I'm getting them listen. off of Libby all yeah. the time. Yeah. Well, my book this week is um, Stardust by Neil Gaiman. <sighs> And this was one that my personal book club had selected. Every mm-hmm. year we do a, um, as, as the anniversary of the book club, we do a book that was also made into a movie. Yes. So we do both the book and the movie. And then during the book club, we discuss both and we do it in comparison. And I did not know of the Stardust movie, which came out in, I think it was 2007, 1997, something with a seven. And uh, it, ha- it features uh, Claire Danes. It, cl- mm-hmm. it features, there is a wonderful Robert De Niro um, scene in it. And so it's got a whole bunch of names in it. I knew nothing of it, but my book club was very aware of I it. I love Gaiman. Um, and so the, but the, so what I decided to do, because most of the people in my book club had seen the movie first, and they had very strong feelings about it, and then they were reading the book second, so I decided that I would read the book first, mm-hmm. um, or listen to it, actually. Gaiman uh, narrates it, if you get the audiobook, and then I watched the movie second. Um, the great thing is, is that there are about five different ways that you can consume the book. So you can mm-hmm. get the book and just read it as it is. You can listen to the audiobook um, as narrated by Gaiman. You can listen to a an, like abridged audio performance of it. That's a mm-hmm. four-hour multicast recording performance of it that won't be exactly the words of the book, but will be very close. And then I also picked up, he worked together with Charles Vess, um, an illustrator, to make an illustrated, um, not quite graphic novel, but an illustrated annotated version of the book as well so so it has um all i was of looking the at your book and thinking that's much thinner than what i remember reading yeah and so <laughs> i think there are some passages that are left out but um it definitely you know still has the the original text that mm-hmm. uh, gaiman put together so here's the concept the concept is is that um we're in a, like an english village 
called Wall. And on the other side of this English village is uh, the land of fairy, the mm-hmm. magical land of fairy. And the English village is called Wall because it is surrounded by a wall and it, it is uh, the gate is guarded. And every nine years, there is a market that comes mm-hmm. um, right to the wall. And that's when the people of Wall are allowed to leave and to go and walk amongst the uh, walk amongst fairy to shop the market. And in the very beginning of the book, you meet Dunstan, and he uh, goes to the market, and he meets a beautiful woman. And uh, several months later, uh, a baby arrives on his doorstep, <laughs> and okay. um, the baby Magic. the baby actually that arrives magically. at the at the gate, and the gate, and it has a little note, and it says "Deliver to Dunstan Thorn," and so he has a baby now. <laughs> and then we okay. flash forward eighteen years, and we have met uh, Tristan, and Tristan is. Dunstan's son, and uh, Tristan is now also um, interested in a young woman. And uh, as they're sitting out in the in the land in the in the field, uh, they look up and they see a falling star. And um, he's really trying to convince this young woman, Victoria, to marry him, and she's just not quite feeling it. And he says, I would do anything for you. And she says, oh, really? And he goes, I would go and I would catch that falling star for you. And she's like, okay, sure. Well, (laughs) he decides to leave the town. And um, his father, even though the the gated town won't really, you know, let anybody leave, the father kind of says, hey, you guys uh, know where Tristan here came from, right? And they're like, yeah. (laughs) And so he's like, let him go back to, you know, this space. And they're like, okay, fine. So then Tristan (laughs) goes on this journey to find this this fallen star. Um, He is, no spoilers here, uh, he is pleasantly surprised when he finds the star and finds out that she is actually... Um, a young lady or embodied by like a young lady but she is a star indeed Um, and he and the star kind of go on this journey to um, go back to the village of Wall so that he can present her to his love Victoria Mm -hmm. (laughs) and say look I caught the fallen star (laughs) (laughs) and it's a lady (laughs) (laughs) and now will you marry me Um, and in the book this all takes place over the course of about six months Um, if you are a fan of the movie this took place over the course of a week there's Mm -hmm. a little bit of shortening of the timeline there and so he brings her back well it's the journey of bringing her back right so of course along the way there are other people who are interested also in this fallen star Mm -hmm. Um, there is a family of seven brothers who are interested in the falling star there is a witch who is interested in the falling in the fallen star because um, the legend has it that the heart of a fallen star when turned to dust has magical capabilities so there are Ooh. lots of people who have lots of different interests in what's happened um, in in fairy, um, and so it ha- it's it's a fairy tale. There are the traditional tropes. There is magic. There's a unicorn. Um, there's witches. There's just lots of fun happening in it. Um, Gaiman, of course, is delightful in his uh, in Always. his reading and his narration of it, and in his storytelling um, as as he's put together a really beautiful story and. So most people have kind of in our book group, we said, you know, whatever you consumed first, the movie or the book is generally what you lean more toward. So I really did enjoy the book. The movie was fine, um, but I really, I really enjoyed this book. So it's a very fast read. It's only going to last you about six hours. And to your point earlier, Molly, where you said um, the author kind of went back and looked at his own work and evaluated it. Um, The audiobook that I listened to had a introduction by Gaiman and then an epilogue uh, 
interview with Gaiman like nice. several years later. So he could kind of be like, I had no idea that this was going to turn into the powerhouse that it did. I love it. Um, so, Every time. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It has a lot of fun and whimsy to it. And uh, I think you would I think you would enjoy it if you enjoy just a fun little whimsical romp through fairy. So with that, we will take a break and we'll see you on the other side with Karen Cowan, the president of our friends of the Delaware County District Library, talking about some of the wonderful things that they have coming up. uh, Soon. 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 (laughs) So my real quick question here before we go, the young man impressing the young lady back in wall, Uh he went and caught a star. I mean, was she impressed or not? Catch a falling star in your pocket. I hope so. All of my romantic wishes unreachable. Yeah. I look at Lloyd and I'm like, Are you sure it's not going to be warmer than that today, Mark? Well, it might get 52 or 53, something <laughs> like that. Ugh, I'm going to need oh, full do you remember sun that 80s day? Yeah. That mm-hmm. 80s day. That 80s day was great. Easter mm-hmm. is coming 60 on Sunday. Ooh, okay. there we That's go. Nice. Right. Something to look forward to. Well, welcome back. You are listening to Off the Shelf. I'm your host, Nicole Fowles, with my co-host, Molly Myers-Lebady. Hello. Hello, hello. In the studio with us today, we have... President of the Friends of the Delaware County District Library, Karen Cowan. Karen, it's such a nice day to have you in our studio. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> I need to come back more often. This is yes. cool. <laughs> you got a lot of stuff happening. Let's start with the most recent thing that has happened um, that you teased in the first half of the yes. show. You mm-hmm. have a new office. We have a new office. We have said goodbye to Orange. We still love them. We'll do programs there. But we've moved to Liberty. Our Room is absolutely gorgeous. Yes, it For is. those of you who have ever been in our garage at Delaware or our orange room, this is like way high leagues above those rooms. We've got bookshelves. We look like we can have a book sale at any point in time. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. got people sorting, putting on the shelves. As I said before, you can find Dick Francis under the F's. You don't have to decide <laughs> right. whether he's fiction or nonfiction. And um, we've got so we've got the nonfiction, we've got them in categories. It's just a gorgeous room. We've got storage space, although we thought we had a lot of storage space, but we found out we have a lot of stuff. So <laughs> that always have happens. To, oh, I know. Yes, yeah, and um, stuff in places that nobody knew we had stuff, but we're we're going to get organized. Yeah. And um, at some point, we're going to have a book sale there. We just haven't quite figured out when, where, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And we can have more frequent because we don't have to worry about lugging boxes yes. back and forth yeah. and packing and unpacking and finding strong people. And so it's really going to be very cool. And once we mm-hmm. get it organized, it's going to be just really neat. It's and a, it's a totally different kind of manpower. Yeah. So, yeah. so basically, the the or, the Friends of the Library office used to be at the Delaware um, Library Orange Branch. Now it's at the Liberty Branch, which mm-hmm. is located mm-hmm. at Holman Stites Roads. And it's a three-level building. If you haven't been there, we've been talking about it for months. You should get you there. need to go. The, it is gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> so the Friends in the lower level have the entire like footprint of, mm-hmm. we have a courtyard. It's the footprint right under the courtyard that is their space. And uh, there's just got those beautiful, yeah. And it's just got those beautiful, <laughs> those beautiful shelves in uh, there, so that oh, people can just walk in is. and browse. Yes, and, and we've had day. people do that when the yeah. when we're down there sorting and stuff. People come, gee, can I look? And I'm like, I wish I had a cashier here and we could sell. Yeah, I mean, it's really pretty. It's very, very cool. Right. Um, and looks very organized, and we're just very proud of it. And yeah. we have a person who has taken control of that room, and she is going to be 
suspicious as far as things sitting Yo, around. I love her. <laughs> yes. I love her. Let's, uh, let, that's a good transition to talk about um, some of the things that people who volunteer with the friends, what can they do? How do they get connected? We've got some, we've got lots of things that you can do. Book sales are probably our number one. That's our number one fundraiser right now. And um, if you like to meet people, if you like to browse in the bookshelves, this is one something that you can do. Um, just you come to our book sales, you can come help sort books. We have that going on both at Delaware and at Liberty. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is go to www.delawarelibraryfriends.org. You will see our brand new, mm-hmm. beautiful. phenomenal, mm-hmm. beautiful website that our publicity committee worked on mm-hmm. for over a year. And it is just gorgeous. So go there and um, just sign up. Say, I'd like to volunteer. And somebody will contact you. We'll put you where, if you'd like to do fundraising, we're going to be doing some fundraising. Um, we've got an, a committee that goes to ver- various community events. We call them. And so you can go to the Powell Lollipops concerts and help give out books to the little kids, mm-hmm. chamber meetings, um, those kind of community events. So we've got a lot of people out in the community are our mission is to advocate for the library, and so we're out there advocating in a whole lot of different places. If you like to do advocating, if you want to go to lunch every once in a while, give us a call, sign up on our website. Um, we'll put you in some places that you will have some fun, meet some really cool people, and do some really cool things for the library. Now, Karen, if you don't have, let's say, a lot of extra time to volunteer, are there ways that people can help support you supporting the library? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We do take donations. <laughs> we will <Love> happily <laughs> take your donations. We do take donations. Again, on our brand new website, you can go in and donate. It's very um, easy. Yes. And um, I'm not sure if anybody knows, but we did have. we are still running our fundraiser for the Maker Studio at Liberty. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that, you need to go there. That is absolutely phenomenal. Also, with equipment that Delaware does not have, including this really cool black box that you can take pictures in, which yes. I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was until they explained it to me. So if you have like an eBay store or something, you absolutely. can go in there and use it. I'm really Etsy? excited about yes. that. Yes. Or transfer things from one digital from one media to another. Right. But you can so you can donate. Um, you can become a member of the Friends, and a member mm-hmm. of the Friends gets you discounts to various things, and also your dues help support us, which then we give money to the library. So, yeah. which we are so away. grateful for, <laughs> and we're working on getting you more. So, <laughs> Thank our, you. our book sale, our Delaware book sale, did phenomenal. Yes, and so we're hoping that our book sales, especially with the new way we've got it at Liberty, those are going to be really cool. And people love books. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got about two minutes left, and I think in the one minute we want to talk about one of your upcoming sales. And then in the other minute, let's talk about one of your upcoming author visits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Upcoming sale, media sale at Orange, April 29th, CDs, DVDs, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to talk about the book sale. It's March 19th and 20th at Delaware, the weekend of the art festival. Perfect. Good prices yes. come. Lisa C. is coming June 14th. Lisa C. has, I think, 14, 15 books. She's a well-known author writes kind of historical fiction, um, a lot about the Chinese culture, also some stuff about um, the Korean culture, women, empowering women, bonding between women. Going to be at Liberty, going to be June 14th. Doors open at 6. She'll be there at 6. Uh, she'll talk at 6.30. Tickets will be on Eventbrite um, probably at the beginning of June, end of May. Yeah, the Eventbrite mm-hmm. uh, event is listed, so you can go ahead and save that link um, whenever you find it. And it's listed on our website now, and then the tickets will go on sale very yes. soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, uh, those of you who have young kids, look for our Young Writers Workshop in October. The reason mm-hmm. I'm saying that is because we had a, a child who was at the Young Writers Workshop 
the last one we had. She has written six books wow. through that workshop. Yeah. They're all in the library. Her father has a friend who's a published author, and he looks at the published author friend and says, my daughter has six books in the library, and you only have two. Oh, <laughs> I think that's so cool. Snap. So we've got some phenomenal programs going. Media sale, book sale, Lisa C., come and see the new library, come and see our media room, and also look out the, um, check out the Maker Studio. You and, did all of that in less than two minutes. And I would like to do a quick shout-out that if you'd like to donate books to the Friends of yes. the uh, library. We ask that you please bring those either to the Delaware or Liberty branch. It'll really help us out if you could bring them to those locations <laughs> because <laughs> that's where uh, we'll we be are. able to sell them and we don't have to transport them somewhere. So right. that's super helpful if you can do that because yes. we'd love to have all your books. Bring them in. It's yes. spring cleaning time. Come it on. Is. And we may be doing a spring cleaning book gathering day at both of those Ooh, places. So we haven't got like it all that. organized yet. I'll talk to you guys about it. But where people can just drive through, we'll have people there take them out of their trunks and so, Love this yeah. idea. Yeah. Karen Cowan, a force of nature. I want to be her when I grow up. Such a good I... description. <laughs> thank you, as always, for being a guest on our program. Me. Molly, thank you for being our co-host. I love being here. Mark, always a pleasure with you on the board. Happy weekend. <laughs> Have a happy weekend, indeed. <laughs> and uh, until next week, <laughs> we'll see you in the stacks.